With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. More than 600 people missing, 66 confirmed deaths. That's the devastating toll taken by the California wildfires. Patrick Dodson is volunteering in Paradise, California, involved in the grim task of searching for victims' remains. If we find something, we would call into our command post, uh, our leadership, and they would send out the anthropologist teams to confirm that it's human remains, not animal remains. And uh, at that point, we would probably call in the sheriff. In Northern California, some 52,000 people have been displaced. It was slow going on the roads this morning across parts of the east, still feeling the impact of an early season winter storm that spread snow and ice across a wide area. On Wall Street right now, stocks are lower. The Dow is down about 10 points. The S&P is off four. And the Nasdaq currently 30 points lower. This is SRN News. This month, we spotlight the fourth most common neurological disorder, epilepsy. This seizing disorder impacts the body differently depending on where the brain is affected, and there are about 30 different types of seizures. Epilepsy can develop in anyone at any age, but it's most common in young children and the elderly. Learn about unprovoked seizures and potential triggers at sites like epilepsy.com. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. From the Eagle Wellness Studios here in beautiful Egan, <laughs> thanks for listening to Wellness 1570. I'm Lee Michaels. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black coming up next. Put that forecast for you. Looking at the weekend here. Today, mostly cloudy, mid-30s. Some snow showers possible tonight with a low near 18. Nothing major. By Saturday, Sunday, we should see sunshine both days and highs in the mid to upper 20s. Not too bad. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Have you ever considered how important a good night's sleep is to your overall health? Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. Have you ever heard the phrase, sleep well, live well? Well, besides all the wonderful health benefits and affordable pricing my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds offer, they would like you to call 763-325-5253 and enter the November sweepstakes for your opportunity to win your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed, valued at $1,600 and without any obligation or purchase required. Enter your name and address. They'll send you an information packet that will help you understand the many health and lifestyle benefits you can truly enjoy with your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed. Five different models, as well as many pricing options to meet your needs. Call my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. They'll answer all your questions. 763-325-5253, 763-325-5253, and ask about their senior discounts, too. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. 
My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non political and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. For 30 years, healthcare insurers have had it wrong. We don't need to manage our healthcare. We need to manage the finance of our healthcare. Sustainable healthcare. What is it? How do we attain it? What changes are needed? These and a host of other questions are addressed by Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, on his program, Sustainable Healthcare, on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, Saturdays at 2 p.m. That's Sustainable Healthcare with Dr. Stephen Trobiani, Saturdays, 2 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570. The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about walking it out. You know, ladies and gentlemen, 7% of communication is words. Everything else is everything else. And as I teach in my training at likeitmatters.net, you know, the way you carry yourself matters. The body releases chemicals based on what you're thinking about, based on your breathing, based on your physiology. Your external output, the way you walk, the way you gesture, your emotions, the way you move, all that tells a lot of people if they know what they're looking for, what is going on in their personal experience, in their inner map of reality. And if you think about when people talk about their walk, they take that one word and it describes so much about a person. You can tell a man's religion by how they walk by the swing in their gait. So many times we talk about how people are walking, what's up. You know, the gait says a lot about you. Henry Ford said, enthusiasm is the yeast that makes your hopes shine to the stars. Enthusiasm is a spark on your eye, the swing in your gait. Don't you hear it? You can see what's going on in someone's internal experience through their external output, the swing in your gait, the grip of your hand, the irresistible surge of will and energy to execute your ideas. How about this? Nicholas Bentley said he followed in his father's footsteps, but his gait was somewhat erratic. In other words, the way he carried himself. And our walk, if you ask someone how their walk with God is, they, they're basically talking about their relationship with God. People want to know if you're willing to walk with them in the valley, right? Yea, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Don't you hear it? Our walk is our life. Our walk is our attitude. Our walk says so much about us. Matter of fact, 
your walk can actually now describe you. I got this article from the Associated Press uh, November 6th. It says, Chinese gate recognition tech IDs people how they walk. Chinese authorities have begun deploying a new surveillance tool, gate recognition software that uses people's body shapes and how they walk to identify them even when their faces are hidden from cameras. Already used by police on the streets of Beijing and Shanghai, gate recognition is part of a push across China to develop artificial intelligence and data-driven surveillance that is raising concerns about how far the technology will go. Huang Yangzhen, the CEO of Watrix, said that its system can identify people from up to 50 meters, 165 feet away, even with their back turned or face covered. This can fill a gap in facial recognition, which needs close-up, high-resolution images of a person's face to work. Quote, you don't need people's cooperation for us to be, be able to recognize their identity, Huang said in an interview in his Beijing office. Gate analysis can't be fooled. You hear that? It cannot be fooled by simply limping, walking with splayed feet, or hunching over because we're analyzing all the features of an entire body. Chinese police are using facial recognition to identify people in crowds and nab jaywalkers and are developing an integrated national system of surveillance camera data. And not everyone, of course, is comfortable with that. Using biometric recognition to maintain social stability and manage society is an unstoppable trend, he said. But he said, quote, it's great business. And a couple quotes from this article, it's more complex than other biometrics computationally, said Mark Nixon, a leading expert on gate recognition at the University of Southampton in Britain. It takes bigger computers to do gate because you need a sequence of images rather than a single image. And he envisions gate recognition being used alongside face scanning software. Beyond surveillance, Wang says gate recognition can also be used to spot people in distress. Don't you hear it? Such as elderly individuals who have fallen down. Nixon believes that the technology can make life safer and more convenient. And that's always, always how we lose our freedoms and rights. Let's make it safer and let's make it more convenient. The final quote in the article, quote, People still don't recognize that they can be recognized by their gait. Whereas everybody knows you can be recognized by your face, Nixon said. We believe you're totally unique in the way you walk. So powerful. So we're going to talk about walking it out. And I want to share with you some words of prose. Walking by Thomas Traherne. To walk abroad is not with eyes, but thoughts the fields to see and prize. Else may the silent feet, like logs of wood, move up and down and see no good, nor joy, nor glory meet. Even carts and wheels their place to change, but cannot see, though very strange, the glory that is by. Dead puppets may move in the bright and glorious day, yet not behold the sky. And are not men than they more blind, who having eyes yet never find the bliss in which they move? Like statues dead, they up and down are carried, yet never seen nor love. To walk is by a thought to go to move in spirit to and fro, to mind the good we see, to taste the sweet, observing all the things we meet, how choice and rich they be, 
to note the beauty of the day in golden fields of corn survey, admire each pretty flower with its sweet smell, to praise their maker and to tell the mark of his great power, to fly abroad like active bees among the hedges and the trees, to cull the dew that lies on every blade, from every blossom till we laid our minds as they their thighs. Observe those rich and glorious things, the rivers, meadows, woods, and springs, the fructifying sun, to note from afar the rising of each twinkling star, for us his race to run. A little child these well perceives, who tumbling in green grass and leaves, may rich at kings be thought, but there's a sight which perfect manhood may but delight, to which we shall be brought. While in those pleasant paths we talk, tis that towards which at least we walk, for we may by degrees wisely proceed, pleasures of love and praise to heed from viewing herbs and trees. See, ladies and gentlemen, these boots are made for a walking. You know, a long time ago, there was a song by Miss Sinatra, uh, Frank Sinatra's daughter. Uh, it's called, These Boots Were Made for a Walking. Hey, Trevor, why don't you play a little of that song? These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about today. Walk it out. You know, as parents, you know, I'm blessed to have four little kids. And um, one of the neatest things is when my kids are little, when they take the little bitty feet and they put them in my big old shoes and they walk around and they say, look, daddy, look, daddy, look, daddy. And they're taking those little feet and they're working so hard to walk in my big shoes. And that is such a powerful metaphor, a power analogy, a powerful picture. Ladies and gentlemen, leadership is about going where people have never been before and creating a pathway. Walking in a, in a place in the snow, a great picture of leadership. There's snow everywhere and then there's one set of feet. And that's leadership. People that plow a course so that other people can walk in it. And think about this. If you were to look at yourself when you walk, what does your walk say about your life? Are you walking with purpose? Are you going to and fro? Do you have a sense of urgency? Are you sloshing around, dragging your feet? Are you going to and fro hitherto with no purpose, with no intent? Are you just dragging your feet? Are you willing to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins? Are you willing to set a course that other people can walk in those steps? Are you willing to walk in another person's steps, a steps that are hard, that aren't easy, that are going to places that very few have been on? Are you willing to walk that narrow path where very few are on, it's hard, and it's lonely? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about walking it out. We're talking about your walk and what it means to you. Here's what, a Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who's served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, 
This did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And as sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1-3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Juvland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about walking it out. Walking it out. You know, our walk is the way we live our lives. Our walk with God is our relationship with God and how it manifests itself every single day. And I was reading an article, and I shared it in the first segment, about how Chinese gate recognition technology IDs people by how they walk. And I was watching Forensic Files years ago about two, uh, about a couple bank robbers. Uh, and um, the way they figured out who these bank robbers were, they couldn't find them. They'd been successful for years robbing banks. And they finally found out the way this guy stood and the way he was trained. And the, and people knew his stance, even though he had a mask on, even though he had gloves on. Even though people didn't know who he was for years, when someone who knew this guy, they didn't know it was him, but saw how he was standing and how he moved with a gun in his hand, he said, hey, that looks like that. So you got to know that you can be identified by the way you walk. And today I want to talk about walking it out. Because you know what, ladies and gentlemen, what's lacking in today's world is understanding. And you know why? 
because understanding requires the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. You got to be willing to put your feet in their shoes to tread where they tread, to totally understand yourself. That is actually the definition of empathy, is to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. And so many people are stuck on what the words that people say. But you got to realize words are only 7% of communication. You know, in a study of transactional analysis, Dr. Eric Byrne basically took the complex field of psychology and put it into layman's terms and created what's called transactional analysis. His book was The Games People Play. There was another book that was actually a far better seller called I'm Okay, You're Okay. But they all deal with transactional analysis. And in his research, Dr. Um, um, Garden, uh, geez, uh, Eric Byrne, sorry, Dr. Byrne, identified, he said this, quote, he said, it's important to note that when analyzing transactions, in other words, communication, one must look beyond what is being said. Notice the word. He didn't say listen beyond what is being said. He said look beyond what is being said. According to Dr. Byrne, one must look at how the words are being delivered. In other words, he said accents on particular words, changes in tones, volumes, as the nonverbal signs accompanying those words, like body language, facial expressions, gait, swing of arms. See, transactional analysis pays attention to all these cues when analyzing a, quote, transaction, identifying which ego states are involved. In other words, what attitudes, what mindsets. And the importance of these nonverbal cues can be understood by considering the work of Dr. Albert Morabian. Now, Byrne passed away in 1970. That was before Morabian's seminal work was published. But Morabian's work quantitatively proved the importance of nonverbal cues in communication. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell a lot about a person just by watching the way they walk. In our training, we tell people it's okay to hurry. We create a sense of urgency. We tell people to move quickly. When they're walking in the room, they don't walk in the room. They run in the room. When I call their name, they fly out of their chair like it's a great day to be alive. Because that action, that activity of quickness, of celerity, of alacrity, that creates chemicals. That creates a mindset. Some of you don't get it. There's a great cartoon strip out there, Peanuts. And uh, Charlie Brown is slumped over, hands in his pocket, head bowed down to the ground, slunched over. And Lucy comes up and says, what are you doing, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown said, this is my depressed stance. It's very important how you stand when you're depressed. Because you start to stand tall and look up, you'll start feeling better. So if you're going to get any joy to being depressed, it's really important that you stand this way. And that's a funny cartoon strip, but it's absolutely actually correct. The body releases chemicals based on how we stand, how we move, how we gesture, how we think. A body in motion stays in motion. That's why I love sharing this piece uh, from UCLA uh, coach, national championship coach, Jim Herrick. You know, I got a chance to meet Jim Herrick. I've had him on my show a couple times. Uh, He's the only UCLA coach with a national championship Beside uh, John Wooden's, I think Wooden has 11 or 12 of them. And this was given to um, uh, Jim Herrick from Coach Wooden. And it said, quote, this is from John Wooden quoted this. He said, the original of this was presented to me in 1936 upon the birth of my son and has been kept nearby since then. That's signed John Wooden. It's called A Little Fellow Follows Me. 
A careful man I want to be, a little fellow follows me. I do not dare to go astray, for fear he'll go the selfsame way. I cannot once escape his eyes. Whatever he sees me do, he tries. Like me, he says he's going to be the little chap that follows me. He thinks I'm good and fine, believes in every word of mine. The base of me he must not see, the little chap who follows me. I must remember as I go, through summer sun and winter snow, I'm building for the years to be that little chap who follows me. And, you know, we do set a pattern for our kids. You know, our kids, their mannerisms, they take on mannerisms. You know, one thing I've done is uh, whenever I talk on the phone, I'm always moving. I don't sit down. I train salespeople and so I'm constantly moving. So um, I used to live on 20 acres, have a pretty big house, a 7,000-square-foot house. When I moved to Texas on this place called Myra Drive. And we had this terrarium right in the middle of our entryway, a big entryway with tile. And right in the middle was this big square, probably six-foot-by-six-foot square terrarium. It was basically outdoor with a big sunroof there. Uh, And it was really, really important. You know, you had to walk around that, that terrarium. And whenever I was on the phone, uh, and I would walk in the open area and I would walk around that terrarium and I like to move when I talk. And so the funniest thing is, uh, as uh, my kids grew up, they're faith and Christian. They spent, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, the, the upbringing of their life. They grew up in Vegas a little bit, but they spent the last basically 10 years of their, uh, adult, their childhood in that home. And it was so funny because I would watch my daughter, Faith, when she was 14, 15, 16, as she got older, uh, talking on the phone. And when she would talk on the phone, she would walk around that circle. I would see my son when I, I'm that square, I'm sorry. I'd see my son talk on the phone uh, later on, and I'd see him walking around as he's talking on the phone. My little boy, Benaya, as he's walking around, he's talking to people talking on the phone. So people do follow us. Our gait, our swing, our walk allows people a pattern, a path to follow. Matter of fact, I tell you in my leadership training, uh, the first night we have people without them knowing what they're due, uh, to, to, to take a look at that one person above all else who's helped them become who they are. That one person, maybe as a teacher or a parent, a spouse, a significant other, a sibling, that, that, that is more responsible for them being who they are today than anybody else. Maybe they stood for that person when they couldn't stand for themselves. Maybe they believed in that person when they didn't believe in themselves. Maybe they taught them values and work ethics. Maybe they brought them to God. And so I have them ponder without knowing this is going to be asked of them, If they had to pick one person above all others, who would they pick? And they pick that person, and and then I have them write out. It's called the leader in my life. And I have them document that person's name. And then I have them ask three questions, answer three questions about that person. Number one, the qualities you most admire about this person are. Question number two, you have gained the following qualities and traits from this person, And number three, what has the impact this person made on your life been? In other words, what are the ripple effects in the way they show up? And you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about, people walking in your same path, walking in your same way. 
And, you know, the qualities you most admire about this person are most likely those qualities that you walked with them in, that you saw them in. And I always tell people that we need to walk with people in their pain. How else can you give a hand down to someone? How else can you be right next to somebody unless you're walking in their pain? And as you consider your life, your walk, what type of things have you walked in? What types of things have you walked away from? How many people have you walked with? Are you willing to walk in people's pain? Are you willing to walk in their uncomfortableness? Are you willing to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins? Are you, do you understand that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step? Don't you get your journey of a thousand miles as your walk? How are you walking? Are you walking with confidence? Are you walking in a way that other people want to follow you? Are you walking in a way that you're leaving a good footprint so that people can know how to walk? As you take a look at the totality of your life, words are such a small part. You know, there's an old saying, a picture's worth a thousand words. And so if you think about it, the average human being speaks at 120 to 140 words per minute. I can get to 180. So words are a small part, but people are watching. And how do you carry yourself? When you walk, do you walk with a purpose? When you walk, is your head upright? You know, I had a friend of mine come to meet me, and uh, he brought a friend of his and uh, one of his oldest kids, like 17, 18 years old. And I'll never forget, I was in a restaurant, and I saw these three walking in. And all three of them looked disheveled, looked slovenly, uh, were dragging their feet. Their feet were pointed out like ducks, dragging their feet across the floor, didn't even pick up their feet when they walked. And as I walked, the, watched the father walk in that way, I had never met his son before. And then I saw the son walking identical, walking slovenly, dragging his feet, feet pointed out like a duck, dragging his feet along, head tipped down. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, how do you walk? Do you walk with confidence? Do you walk with a purpose? Do you walk in a way that people are proud to follow? Are you willing to walk in people's shoes? Walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm posing the question to you. Walk it out. How are you walking out this thing called life? When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. 
I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org/signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, January 24th through the 26th. Go to likeitmatters.net. Click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we're talking about walking it out. We're talking about our lives. You know, words only 7% of communication. You can say you're living your life some way. You can tell your kids what to do. Uh, You can say all kinds of things, but what you're doing speaks so loudly that most people aren't listening to what you're saying. People are watching your walk through your life. They're not listening to your explanation about it. People are watching you how you walk through the ups and downs of life. They're not really listening to how you describe it. They're seeing you. They're seeing how you walk when things don't go well. They're seeing how you walk when things do go well. They're seeing how you, seeing how you walk through the valley. They're seeing how you walk through the desert. They're seeing how you walk through the good times and the bad times. Your walk says so much about you. And so you need to listen to this show. If you miss any of this radio show, you need to listen to it again. You can go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this and many other archive messages. Uh, We are in the local markets, two terrestrial marketplaces. With your help, we'll be in 150 different terrestrial markets. We're in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and AM 1570, com. We play every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then in the St. Louis area, we are playing locally there, too, in the Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m., the St. Louis Gospel Experience, every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m., For the rest of you around America, around the world, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. If you go to iHeartRadio, it's an app on your phone, on your computer, and you just search Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio 1570, and there you will find us. Like It Matters Radio every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. 
replayed again, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can listen to us on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio. At the end of each of my live radio shows, they'll be there available in podcast form. And please, if you do Facebook, please like us on Facebook. We get to tell you where we're at, what's going on. Uh, we also share pictures, uh, a picture that explains the show we're doing, uh, and you'll get feedback as well from other listeners. So don't make us a stranger. We're here to walk with you through the ups and downs of life. We're here to walk with you so you can have a better walk, a more passionate walk, a more committed walk. And I remember, you know, before I got in this field, I used to be in the financial services field, and I used to live in... Uh, Nevada, uh, actually Las Vegas, Nevada. I've been gone so long, I called it Nevada. It's actually Nevada. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, and I uh, was a partner in a company called Union Equity Partners with some of my good friends, uh, and I ran the insurance division. And it was a uh, we did insurance. Uh, actually, we did uh, stocks, and we managed the uh, the fund of the unions and all that. That's why it's called Union Equity Partners. We'd actually manage the money from some of the union uh, retirement accounts. And so we started insurance division. I was brought over uh, to head up the insurance division. And um, uh, my my partners wanted uh, my staff to dress more professionally because I was the, the youngest of all the partners. And I was kind of thinking outside the box and, you know, getting creative and doing things a little bit different. And so, you know, I wasn't that wrapped up in uh, all this professional attire. And my my partners wanted all of us to, to dress professionally. The, the, the stock brokerage side did, and they wanted the insurance side. And so I was encouraging my staff to, to go ahead and dress more professionally. And I had this, uh, this assistant named Lynn. And uh, one day Lynn came in with a nice professional dress on. And I said, Lynn, that's a, that's a beautiful dress, very professional. Thank you so much for uh, uh, taking my advice and dressing more professionally. And Lynn started crying. Lynn started getting cathartic on me. I thought she was then curl up in a fetal position, that type of cathartic. And I could not get Lynn out of that front office quick enough. And based on me, who I was at that time and my relationship with uh, women and emotions, uh, boy, I never, ever, ever wanted to cross that threshold ever again. And because of how she showed up, uh, that one time I started withholding information started withholding my attention, started withholding my, uh, uh, I, I would basically stay away from her at all costs because I did not like uh, the emotional cacophony uh, that she wound up in. And so after a few weeks, few months, I don't remember, it was a long time ago, I had to let her go because our relationship had got so fractured. I, I avoided her at all costs. And so um, I don't know how long ago after that, maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe four months, but sometime later, after we parted company, I ran into Lynn at a UNLV Run and Rebel function. And uh, whenever I went to Run and Rebel function, uh, there was always lots of alcohol involved. And so I think Bud Light sponsored the Rebels. And so every table, there'd be a bucket of beer. And I remember uh, I had probably had a couple of beers as well. I was a college student and all that, and free beer. Ah. <laughs> and so I ran into Lynn at one of these functions, and Lynn... Uh, she uh, had the uh, the truth thing going. You know, she was wanted to tell the truth. She must have had a good six-pack in her. She had the truth serum in her. And uh, so Lynn shared with me some information I did not possess. See, that morning that I told Lynn she had a nice dress and she went cathartic on me, um, this is what happened. That same morning, 
Lynn was living with a guy. Now, why does this matter? Because Lynn previously lived with another guy. Uh, Lynn was shacking up with this guy. She had uh, uh, went out with some friends or by herself. I don't remember all the details. And somehow she hooked up with this other dude, went home with him, of course, spent the night with him. The next morning, why his boyfriend, why her boyfriend, the guy that she was living with before she went out that night, and when he was at work, she went to his house, got all her stuff out of his house, and went, took it all back and moved in with the guy that she spent the night with. And so that morning at that uh, the set event, Lennon and her new live-in boyfriend got to a knockdown, drag-out fight about that dress. Why? Because her previous boyfriend, the guy she lived with until she cheated with this guy on that guy, had given her the dress. And so that morning of the set event, her new live-in boyfriend and her got in a knockdown, drag-out fight about that dress because he was jealous. What, do you want to go back and live with him? Do you just want to go sleep with him again? I mean, it was ugly to where she drove away in tears, sobbing the whole way to work, 20 minutes to work, sat in the parking garage cleaning up herself, stopping herself from crying, uh, putting on her makeup so she looked presentable. All that, took all that time. And as soon as she walks in the door, she sees Mr. Black. And what do I say? Nice dress. Now, this is very important to this, all that story just for this point right here. Did I make Lynn cry? Did I make Lynn cry? Because I said something and Lynn cried. So, did I make Lynn cry? And this is where you got to understand transactional analysis. We talked about Dr. Eric Burns. There's a stimulus and a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. It might set up the response perfectly, like a good volleyball player. If I hit someone, they hit me back. If I yell at someone, they yell at me back. But I want you to know, their response is not dictated on what my stimulus was. Here's what happens. The mind is six times faster than we can talk. So as soon as someone says something or does something, we automatically go to what we know, right? The Bible says the dog returns to its vomit and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. We go to what we know. In time of despair, you can tell a man's religion. Why? Because we go to what we know. And so once someone says something or does something, we go into our three channels. We see something from our past. We say something. Usually all these are from our past. Or we feel something. And then based on what we do in that gap, in that space between, we respond to that. So I got to tell you right now, I did not make Lynn cry, but I had to prove it to myself. And here's what I came up with. There are three things that prove that I not did not make Lynn cry. First of all, it's not what we say, it's how we say it. That's number one. Number two, it's the underlying intent of what we say. And three, it is the validity of what we said. So let's take a look at the first one, the validity of what I said. Lynn did dress nice. She was wearing a professional dress. So what I said was accurate. It was valid. It was the truth. Lynn did dress professionally. She did respond to my um, inkling, to my prompting. And so what I said was accurate. Number two, the way I said it was proper. There's a a game show out there. It's a a comedy. It's called Whose Line Is It Anyway? And there's a game on that show called If You Know What I Mean. 
And whenever you say, if you know what I mean, it makes something sound funny. Hey, those are two nice trees in your front yard, if you know what I mean. Hey, nice carpeting got there, if you know what I mean. Hey, that's a big old bump on that big old log, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, but whenever you say, if you know what I mean, it sounds weird. So I didn't say, hey, Lynn, that's a nice dress, if you know what I mean. So what I said was accurate. It was proper. Uh, what The way I said it was proper. And the third point is my underlying intent. Why did I say anything at all? Because I was reading the book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I had been prompting my staff to respond in a certain way. And they did. And so I had to encourage it. I had to build up because I don't read anything just to read it. I don't believe in Jeopardy knowledge. If I'm going to read something, I'm going to apply it. That's why the three words for this radio show are inspirational, educational, and applicational. If you can't apply it, if you can't use it, then I ain't going to talk about it. And so that's what we're talking about, our walk. Words only 7% of our journey. 38% is the way we feel about things, the way somebody said something, if you know what I mean. 55% is driven by what we see, like facial expressions, gestures, physiology. And that's the key. What's lacking in today's world, what's lacking in today's America is understanding. And so after the break, I'm going to go in. How do you walk with someone? How do you walk with someone so you can move beyond conflict? How do you walk in understanding with someone? How do you walk a mile in someone else's shoes? Because if I could understand you a little bit better and you could understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And so today we're talking about Walk It Out on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. 
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about walking it out. Because the picture of your life tells a lot more than just the words you express about your life. And so Dr. Albert Moravian did some research, and here's what he said. When a person puts forward a message concerning their feelings, words account for only 7%. Tone and voice accounts for 38%, and body language accounts for 55% of the liking. In his studies, Moravian comes to two conclusions. First, that there are basically three elements in any face-to-face communication, your words, Uh, The tone of voice, in other words, the timbre, the emotion, the pace, all those things sans words. And then nonverbal behavior like facial expressions, gestures, posture, the way you walk, the way you move. Secondly, the nonverbal elements are particularly important for communicating feelings and attitude, especially when they are incongruent. In other words, if words disagree with the tone of voice and nonverbal behavior, people tend to believe the tonality and nonverbal behavior. I always do this. I told you I love you. Will you get off my back? See, did you hear the words that I love you? But everything else, and if you could see me, my gestures, my face, my physiology, all that, everything else, the 93% of everything told you I didn't love you. It was only the 7% of words that said I love you. That's what's called incongruent. See, it's not the case that nonverbal elements in all senses convey the bulk of the message, even though this is how uh, his conclusions are sometimes interpreted. For instance, when delivering a lecture or presentation, the textual content of the lecture is delivered entirely verbally, but the nonverbal cues are very important in conveying the speaker's attitude. See, that's why I talk about the way you walk. It expresses attitude. I can tell when people come in my class before they open their mouth by their attitude. The way they come in, the way they get out of their chair, the way they address me, uh, their eye movement pattern, all that by the way they, quote, walk. It tells me what's really going on. See, according to Moravian, the three elements account differently for our liking for the person who puts forward a message concerning their feelings. And let's be honest, many things today, most things today, fall into the category of those feelings outside of one of those stale, stagnant presentations that he's talking about. 7% are, are words account for. 
Tone of voice accounts for 38% and all those other things that people can hear minus the words. And body language, gestures, physiology accounts for 55. So for effective and meaningful communication about emotions, these three parts of the message need to support each other. They have to be congruent. In case of any incongruence, the receiver of the message might be irritated by two differing messages. Now, the example that he gives in his writings, uh, verbal, I do not have a problem with you. That's the words that are spoken, but nonverbal. The person avoids eye contact. They look anxious. They have a closed body language. Uh, Their posture is different. It's basically a, a retreating posture. See, it becomes more likely that the receiver will trust the predominant form of communication, which Moravian's findings is the nonverbal impact of tone and gestures, which is 38 plus 55%. That's big. Rather than the literal meaning of the words, which is only 7%. So you got to get this. See, we all process in three ways. That's what you, you got to understand here. By, and that's how you build rapport. You understand that we talk in three different ways. We have our body language that expresses something. We have our voice, tonality, and all that that expresses something. And then we have our words that express something. And once you identify those three things, then you can actually build rapport with somebody. That's a trusting ability. That's the ability to communicate with somebody. And what's lacking in today's political world, social world, and our families is we don't have rapport. And in order to have rapport with someone, we've got to realize that there are only three perceptual positions. There's only three ways to look at any situation. This is really important to understand. First of all, we look at it through our own eyes self, which is our ego. We live there default. We don't have to think about how to look at things through our perspective. We naturally do it. But there's a second position called other. And that's the ability to actually get outside of yourself and put yourself in someone else's experience, to actually walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, to have empathy. See, that's where understanding comes from. Understanding does not come from first position. Understanding comes from second position and third position. You've got to step outside of your own walk. And the second position, you've got to walk in someone else's shoes. You've got to understand what they're going through. And the third position is observer. In other words, overview. That means you see it like an outsider. You see the interaction from yourself uh, with another person from an outsider, like you're watching a video of it. And so what happens is it creates three different ways. And why do I keep saying these three different ways? Because those of you that study communication, those of you that listen to this radio show, you know I talk about that there are three ways we all process information. They're called modalities. These are learning styles. We do it visually by seeing. We do it auditorily by hearing. And we do it kinesthetically by feeling. Don't you get it? And that's what Moravian's talking about. And we got to sometimes match, duplicate the behavior of someone else. We don't need to do it exactly the same, but only similar. That's why I follow Jesus Christ. So Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. In other words, he said, what I do, you do too. And as leaders, that's what we should be. You know, I was raised in a home of hypocrites. You know, the hypocrite motto, right? Do as I say, not as I do, right? Don't do what I'm doing, do what I'm saying. And we all know that's a hypocrite. I truly want to live my life in such a way that I want my kids, I want people following do what I do, not just what I say. And so we got to match. 
And we got a mirror by matching the rhythm of a person's movement with a similar, not necessarily identical. One of the best ways to truly understand another person without them realizing it, match their breathing. Breathe like they breathe. And if you truly want to understand what a person is going through, walk how they walk. Walk in the same circumstances. And when you understand what's going on, once you build that rapport, once you gain understanding, because what people are looking for is understanding. There's an old saying out there, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you can't fake caring. A lot of people attempt to, but it's incongruent. It's just ingenuous. It breaks rapport. It doesn't build rapport. And so you got to pace and lead. Using matching and mirroring, rapport can be established. And you can pace people. You can take people out of pain and take them to freedom. You can take people out of hopelessness and take them to helplessness. You can take people that are wrapped up in the chains of pain and the hurt and the bitterness from the past, and you can walk with them, walk them out of that hurt, walk them out of the past, walk them into a new beginning, walk them into a new situation so that they can have a new future. And you can match and model people by those three things, body language. Be aware. This is where you got to be aware. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself. you got to match a model. Be like them. Don't mimic them. Don't copy them. But be similar to them. Because no one can read anybody else's mind. But what happens is when your external output matches my external output, then we have the unconscious belief that you might be similar. You might be like me. And people like people like themselves. If you can't understand another person, you will never truly connect with them. That's why we got to get out of our own map of reality and we got to step into another person's map of reality and connect with them. And you can understand that people have the three ways we communicate visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. Visual people tend to think primarily in visual ways. So they need you to show it. They need to see it. They need to put things in perspective. We need to think that way. And so they're more interested in what you're doing. They see things and they process through what they're seeing. Auditory people, they basically listen to you. They talk in sounds, and they're listening for instructions. They process this world by how it sounds. And then the kinesthetic people, they are movers. They are doers. They are, they are physical people. They have a tendency to process through their feelings and through their doings. And so this is why as a leader, you got to be in the now moment. This is why as a leader, you got to get off yourself. This is why as a leader, you got to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. You've got to understand this. See, the way you're walking gives other people permission. And when you walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, you can feel their pain. You can feel what they're going through. And you can be close to them to give them a hand up. But when you also allow people to walk in your moccasins, to walk in your way, to walk in the path that you set them for, a lot of people are afraid to take chances. A lot of people are afraid to step out. You know, confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. And you got to know that when you walk with confidence, when you walk with purpose, when you walk with pride, it gives other people permission to do the same. So I want you to know the way you walk matters because other people will follow you the same way. And so we're going to close this out a little bit different. We're going to close out with a little bit of Nancy Sinatra, a little bit of the song, These Boots Are Made For Walking, because yours were too. You keep saying it when you ought to be a chain pin. Now what's right is right, but you ain't been right yet. 
These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Have you ever considered how important a good night's sleep is to your overall health? Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. Have you ever heard the phrase, sleep well, live well? Well, besides all the wonderful health benefits and affordable pricing my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds offer, they would like you to call 763-325-5253 and enter the November sweepstakes for your opportunity to win your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed, valued at $1,600 and without any obligation or purchase required. Enter your name and address. They'll send you an information packet that will help you understand the many health and lifestyle benefits you can truly enjoy with your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed. Five different models, as well as many pricing options to meet your needs. Call my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. They'll answer all your questions. 763-325-5253, 763-325-5253, and ask about their senior discounts, too. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness.